Welcome to today's episode on Share Your Story. I hope you've been sharing your story because I have been sharing my story. And I thank you for listening to my story. On today's episode of Sharing Your Story, we will be looking at Daniel 2. Just like in our last episode, we ran through three lessons from the book of Daniel chapter 1 and we would also be looking at three lessons in Daniel chapter 2. Let's go. (laughs) So lesson number one um, is that Daniel asks questions. For someone who is introverted, like myself, <laughs> I find that sometimes it's hard asking questions. Like you begin to overthink, like if I ask this question, would the person think this? Would I be perceived as this? Would he be mis- misinterpreted? You know, or even for someone who struggles with like confidence and you're like, well, can I ask this question in front of like, 20 people or in front of like all these people. But then I want you to know that Daniel asks questions and Daniel asks questions even in the in the place of death. What do I mean? So the king's servant had been ordered to pack all the wise men in Babylon and to gather them and to kill them with their families. And this meant that Daniel and his three friends, the three able boys, would also be packed together and be killed. And when the servant came to where Daniel was and his friends were, Daniel asked him, what happened? Like, what's going on? And to me, that speaks volume. That speaks of confidence. That speaks of um, someone who is wise because... You don't want to react to you don't want to react to something you don't fully understand. You want to only react when you have a full understanding of what is going on and you want to make sure that your reaction is is um is appropriate for the circumstances. I feel like I'm speaking to many English, but the point is Daniel did not just go with the servant. He asked the servant, oh, where are we going to? Why are you here? Why do you want my presence? Why are you taking me to? Why do you want to kill me? You know, like, what's my charge, basically? What's my charge? And it's so important that as children of God, we ask questions because we need to always remember that we're people of authority and we should work in the authority that God has given us because If Daniel hadn't asked that question, he probably wouldn't have been given the opportunity to interpret the king's dream. Amen. So that's all for lesson number one. Um, It's a big big encouragement for you to um, 
wear your big boots and ask questions. You might be in school, ask questions. You might be at work, ask questions. If you feel like you don't really understand what the situation is and what's going on, ask God questions. And God is not offended when you ask him questions because if you look through the book of Job, you see that Job asked a lot of questions and God counted it all to him as righteousness. So it is not unholy to ask questions and neither is it holy to not ask questions. Amen. So lesson number two is that Daniel... um trusted in God. I would encourage us to read the book of Daniel too, because I feel like there's so many lessons and I'm not doing justice to to all the lessons, but these are, you know, the lessons I'm going to touch on. Lesson number two, Daniel trusted God. And we can find that where Daniel um, had interpreted the dream, even before he interpreted the dream, in two instances, he prayed to God, he asked his friends to join him in prayer and to ask God for mercy and to ask God to reveal the dream to them. It's so funny, like, these people were about to die and, you know, they're not thinking of how they could save themselves by themselves. They're thinking about, oh, God, help us. God, save us. And it's it's really, 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 it's really, really important that we see how you know god is speaking to us through the life of these people in the bible and the Holy spirit reminds me of isaiah 41 10 the verse talks about us trusting god and god helping us the bible says that the lord said that i will help you and i will strengthen you with my righteous right hand it's so important that we trust god i feel like trust is the ability to get help I will not say, don't let me say ability, but it's that, um, I will call it a vulnerability. It's that vulnerability of seeking help from God. From God, yes. And God is, I want us to know that God is very much capable of helping us, whatever the situation is. And, and I want you to know, I feel like there's somebody who is listening and you feel like your situation is, is peculiar and it's beyond solution and i want you to know that it is not beyond solution there is no problem bible says that there is no temptation you know facing man that it has not happened before and i want you to know that and i want you to see god as bigger than your problem i know we started off you know um looking at three lessons from chapter two, but I feel like I need to speak to somebody listening. God wants to help you and he can help you. And that is the mindset that you should have, that God can help you. God can help me. And don't feel like you're the only one in problems or you're the only one whose life is not going smoothly. The truth is there's nothing like somebody's life going smoothly when you're called to be a Christian. The Bible calls our suffering a blessing because the book of the New Testament makes us understand that if we're called to the the, um, blessings of Christ, we're also called to the suffering of Christ. 
We cannot be born again, quote-unquote, without having been dead to sin. That's literally dying. And without us resurrecting, coming back to life. So that's a word of encouragement for somebody. God wants you to know that he can help you. And he wants you to trust him. And trusting him is like doing what Daniel is doing. Talking to him. Telling him what the situation is. And letting him know that you know that he can help you. Amen. So I will round that point too. Um, Daniel trusted God. And he his friends also trusted God. They believed that God could help them. They did not run to any man or to anybody. They went straight to God, asking God to help them and to provide the interpretation of the dream. The second phase to that point is also when Daniel gave the king the interpretation of the dream. I found it very confident and I find it so bold and so exact and so profound. I feel like I'm just speaking <laughs> speaking English, but it's, it's, I found it very baffling in a very positive way. How like Daniel would look up to the king and say like, oh, king, by the way, this is paraphrase here, guys. By the way, the dream is true and the, interpreta- the interpretation is trustworthy. I'm like, yo, what's going on? And this is in verse um, 45. For those interested, this is 45, the last, um, the last sentence. It says that the dream is true and its interpretation is trustworthy. This is Daniel talking to the king. It says that the great God has shown the king what will happen, what will take place in the future. Hallelujah. And so this is another part for me that speaks of trust. Like not only is the interpretation trustworthy, why is the interpretation trustworthy? The interpretation is trustworthy because of the source it came from. Daniel trusted God. And so he believed that he could hear God clearly. I feel like sometimes we struggle with believing that the Holy Spirit told us something. And we would describe the Holy Spirit as it. Or sometimes we say, oh, something told me. No, that's something. it's not something. It is the Holy Spirit. But Daniel was not confused there. He did not, you know, um, say something gave him the interpretation. He was just feeling like he knew who was talking to him. He knew who gave him the interpretation. He knew where the interpretation came from. And it came from God. And it was clear. He said, King, it is the great God who has given you this interpretation. And hold it strongly. Hold on to it firmly. Because the dream is true. It's true because it will happen. And the interpretation is exact and is trustworthy. Because the interpretation is, is, is the fact. It is true. And so, for me, that would be lesson number two. Amen. And I pray that would receive grace to trust God henceforth, regardless of what the situation is, regardless of the uncertainty that comes with life or that comes with um, the phase that we are right now in our lives. I speak into that situation and I pray that we all receive grace to trust God in Jesus' name. Amen. And I also want you to know that I'm also taking these prayers and I'm also getting the um, instruction as well to trust God more because we all need it. 
I feel like at the end of the day, that is, that is, I don't want to say that is the whole essence because it is not the whole essence, but I feel like that's part of the essence of our work with Christ. We can't really work with him if we don't trust him. So let's trust him today and forever. The Lord help us. Amen. And so our final lesson, lesson number three, is that Daniel remembered his friends. Amen. Amen. And wow, I feel so emotional. (laughs) Daniel remembered his friends. I feel like, I don't feel, let me rephrase that. Um, This portion of scripture about Daniel, when I was much little, it got me confused. I always mistake Daniel with Joseph because I don't know if you remember that part where Joseph was in the prison and he had interpreted the dream for the cupbearer. And then the cupbearer said, oh, don't worry, when I go out, I'll remember you. And that one for, forgot him. Another um, servant of the king again was in prison. And that one also got out. Said, don't worry, I'll remember you. They also forgot him. It was much later that, you know, Daniel, um, Joseph was summoned. So when I was little, I always mistake it, mistake Daniel with Joseph because of the scripture. But yeah, Daniel remembered his friends. I believe that there is a Yoruba adage that talks about not forgetting the hands that feed you. And I strongly believe that that adage comes from scripture as we can see here in Daniel 2. But most importantly, um, Daniel remembered his friends. And I want us to think about that sentence deeply. Daniel remembered his friends. How many of us would get to the place of authority, would get to the place of glory, would get to our desired place of uh of celebration you name it you you know that place you want to be where people would applaud you where the spotlight for some people is the glory is the accomplishment is the fulfillment is getting to the peak of something say your career or whatever how many of us have remembered those who have assisted us those who have helped us Daniel remembered his friends. If there's anyone listening to this podcast right now, and you know that, oh, somebody helped me to be where I am today. Ultimately, it's God that has helped you, but God uses other people. And you know that you haven't shown gratitude. You know that you haven't, I don't want to say repay goodness, but you haven't, shown appreciation you haven't remembered them i would encourage us today to turn back to those people to say thank you to acknowledge them to appreciate them it could be your parents it could be your siblings it could be your relatives or your friends just like daniel no matter how small no matter how small the Bible says, give honor to whom honor is due. Daniel honored his friends. 
by remembering them and by pushing their names to the king, by telling the king about them. Some days ago, I was watching a movie about, um, it was primarily primarily about um, um, Robbie, sports and the black community. But it wasn't really about the black community, but it was about sports and faith, um, Christianity. And it was a life movie. I said life movie. It wasn't a life movie. It was a true life story that was recreated. And it was about um, a Robbie team and the coach the coach was a christian and he was trying to encourage his team with the word of god um and to help them to mature in christ and there was this particular scene where one of the um, team members got a scholarship into a prestigious university and it was supposed to play for them but his own condition for accepting that scholarship was that his best friend, his friend, was going to be accepted too on the same terms. And the school agreed. And this is just a movie, but in real life it happened. So I'm just bringing that up to um, buttress this point about Daniel. Like, it kind of, it doesn't have to be like in the place of death, Right? His friend, Daniel's friends, joined him in prayer. They sought God's face together. Sometimes your friends can pray for you. Sometimes your friends can buy you food. Sometimes your friends can send you a message to let you know that they are thinking of you. Or send you memes. Or send you um, comedies. Or, you know, they see something that would benefit you. Maybe a job posting or an article, and then they send to you. These are the people that you should you should honor them. You should honor your friend. You should remember them. And when you get to the peak of your career, you don't even have to wait to get to the peak of your career. When people assist you, you should show appreciation. You should not turn your back on the people that have helped you become who you've who you've um who you've become, who have helped you to become who you are today. So don't let the fame, don't let the spotlight turn you into an um, ingrate or an unappreciative person. Because I believe that the single act of Daniel um, appreciating his friends pushing their name out to the king so that they also will be appointed, they also will share of the blessing, just showed the love and the humility and the sense of dignity that Daniel had. He didn't have the mindset of, I want to chop alone or only me go chop this, chop this blessing. After all, I'm the one that interpreted it to the king. Even the Bible says in um, in verse 36, the Bible says it, that Daniel said, this was the dream and now we will interpret it to the king. I'm, I'm led to believe that Daniel used that we to, to imply him and his friends. And it could also even be like him and his friends and the Holy Spirit and God who gave him the dream. 
But Daniel never boycotted his friends when it was time to share in the blessings. So guys, if you are blessed right now and you know that the blessing should be shared with somebody, share it with somebody. Don't eat it alone. Don't take all the glory by yourself. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge the people that have helped you. It doesn't make you less. It doesn't strip you of that blessing. Rather, it makes you honorable. It makes you dignified. And it makes you a person of integrity. And you receive through the book of Daniel that much more was given to him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And this will be the end of today's episode. I hope you're able to make it to the end. And I really hope that these lessons resonated with you. And it resonates. It continues to resonate with you. I pray for wherever, you know, that message was for. I pray that God will continue to strengthen you, give you grace to trust him. Because really, we can't really do anything by ourselves. The only thing we can do is to make ourselves be available. And God will help us. God will really help us. And to be vulnerable today, I actually was feeling tired. I didn't... I planned to make the episode today, really. But forgotten and I felt really tired. And Daily Spirit reminded me and I was like, God help me. <laughs> and here we are. So a simple prayer can really help you. Don't feel like you're all by yourself. God is with you and God will help you. Please meditate on Isaiah 4110. You know yourself. God is really um God is really speaking that scripture to you. And for everyone else, I want to say thank you. And I really do pray that God will help you as well. God will strengthen you. God will increase your faith. He'll give you grace and that you'll be a person of integrity. And I also pray for the spirit of Daniel, the excellent spirit will be on each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Bye, guys, and stay blessed.